Welcome back once again, folks. Solo Roach today. We usually run in packs, herds. I'm not sure what they call a group of roaches. A gaggle? A flock? What did we find out they were? Oh. We found out that the babies were nymphs. But I didn't ever find out what a group of roaches was called. I'm just going to call them a horde. But here I am all by my, by my lonesome with Kirsten, of course. And uh, solo upcoming your way of the Josh Potter Show today. Thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to let you know, ooh, an, in, an intrusion. I like that quite a bit. Look at that. She found it quite a bit. A group of roaches known as an intrusion. That's a great word. Let's appropriate that. Boy, an entire intrusion of roaches came out for our 420 shows. Oh my goodness. So thankful to see all of you scurry out to the Burbank area. If you came and you had a great time, thank you so much for coming. And thank you for coming out to the rec room as well in Huntington Beach, just doing some shows around and about locally. Also did some shows with Annie uh, in San Francisco recently. Saw many a roach out that way. And uh, as the roach prepares to have his surgery coming up here in the next couple of weeks, we've got it all slated, ready to go. Going to go with the doctor. That we showed all of y'all. <laughs> Going to go with him. I talked to Dr. Drew about it, and he he expressed, you know, this surgery is relatively routine for surgeons. And if it's an older surgeon, he's probably done this a bazillion times throughout the years. And he put my mind at ease. So for those of you who were sort of, I guess, second-guessing uh, if this doctor could do the job or if I was sane, Dr. Drew kind of, uh, what's the word? He put his endorsement behind the man. So if I die, you know that's why. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think it will go well. I'm looking forward to finally getting it over with and getting it done. So you get to hear about my anxiety the next couple of weeks. But I think on the uh, there will be an episode that comes out the day I have the surgery. Uh, so you'll get to hear me discuss it on the eve of it. And then hopefully on the other side, I'll be nice and recovered and things like that. So getting prepared for that, but otherwise getting prepared to go to the next road gig, which will be Indianapolis, May 19th at Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. And then heading over to Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia, June 2nd. Beyond that, we have dates in San Diego in July. Chicago has some dates Five shows happening in August. Got to get those links up for you because people are inquiring. And uh, I'm excited to get out to Chicago and see how many roaches uh, help intrude at Zany's Comedy Club. Other than that, got some dates coming uh, for Texas, for Arizona. Uh, so those will be announced very soon coming for the fall. The summer kind of kind of taking a bit of a chill pill in the summertime, uh, concentrating on the pod and the Patreon, which is going strong, by the way. And uh, I do believe I'm going to attempt to do a live stream on my Patreon for the NFL draft during the first round. If I can't get it going on the Patreon, I'll just do it on Twitch. Either way, I'm going to stream something. Uh, so I'll let you know 
more about that via my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or on Twitter at J underscore Potter. And I can't stress this enough, folks. Got so many Roach reportings coming your way. Uh, Richie doing dishes. That was the intro song you heard. Of course, a Roachy award winning song. All of these things submitted at Josh Potter show at gmail.com. That's the email to get in touch about literally anything, whether it be a Roach report, whether you want to send in a video, whether you want to send in music, just talk about the show, whatever you want to do. Josh Potter show at gmail.com is the place to do it. And boy, oh boy, I got to tell you, as we round out the nice boy clock, something is happening to me. I don't know if this is uh personally just getting older again, you know, something of a- aging has been a problem lately. I know I'm getting to be middle-aged and that just is a thing that happens. I've just noticed, you know, since 2020, I have aged rapidly, it seems. And I don't know, I'm taking a lot of cars around now. You know, the world is uh, coming back to life and, you know, I'm going out and about doing things. I'm coming here to do the pod. I'm going to do shows. I'm going to do other errands throughout the day. And many people in L.A. spend time in their cars. I don't drive, as we well know, so I take Ubers and Lyfts and things like that. And man, just sitting in the backseat of cars lately is just making me nauseous. I got to tell you, I might get kicked out of Uber soon because I might throw up in more than one. I've had it on more than one occasion to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to throw up in this car. Thankfully, my stomach is typically empty and I don't have that problem. The other thing is now uh, with masks seemingly going away, Though an Uber, you're supposed to wear them still. I've gotten into many where they're like, I don't, no mask. I go, I don't care. And I take it off, you know, when they tell me to. But I'll wear it into the Uber and just in case they want me to. I, I don't know. I might stick with masks in Ubers. And uh, that is for a multitude of reasons. It's kind of a multifaceted, multi-pronged approach to dealing with the driver. One. I just mentioned it. I'm getting nauseous. Say I have to puke or like a little puke happens to like arise in my body. Keeping it in the mask is a lot easier than just puking all over the front of yourself. And they might not even notice because if you puke in an Uber, I don't know if you know this, well, that's pretty much a one star rating coming your way. Not only that, you're probably going, I've had people, and this is because they were drunk or whatever. I've known people who have gotten pukey in an Uber And uh, let's just say they got a little hefty bill from Uber that didn't just involve them being transported from A to B. (laughs) They got a bit of a cleaning bill and banned from Uber. So try not to puke in an Uber. Uh, You know, I want to make that a a PSA, so to speak, here on the program. Try not to puke in an Uber. Uh, But, I mean, just getting car sick, though, has been something that's been happening. And it makes it like really affects my day. And I also want to keep the mask on because they can't tell your facial expressions when they guide you down some lane of inane conversation. You know, they're like, oh, and then my cousin Jeremy, you know, he's a real tool. He will eat it. And you're just like, I can't believe this stranger is polluting my brain with this conversation right now. And you can kind of just sit there and drift off. I, I just close my eyes now. And now I can like, you know, I can fall asleep with my mouth open like, No one knows because of the mask. Because I put on the mask. I think I'm going to stick with masks and Ubers. I know they just got rid of them on airplanes. I have not flown on an airplane yet without a mask. I'd imagine that will be very freeing. 
especially going from the West Coast to the East Coast, you know, multiple hours. I've spent days with it on. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not one of these people who are like, I can't breathe with my mask on. I'm not one of these people, but it's still annoying. I, I look forward to flying on a plane without one, although I imagine my first cross-country flight without a mask, I'll return home and be epically ill. I would imagine. But so much to get into today. Uh, I can't wait to get into the sports because, boy, do we have some announcers to discuss. Baseball's back in full effect, and uh, we've had some announcers that are kind of inspiring me to think maybe I still got a shot at this racket at some point down the road. I always wondered, you know, I probably couldn't do the job. You know, like everyone makes fun of me when I post a picture at a baseball game. They're like, can you even see what's going on? Can you even see the stuff? I can indeed. But if I was up in the broadcast booth, would there be things that I miss? Maybe. But I'm learning that I'm not alone in that. And some professionals have missed some things as well. We also have some announcers who are just saying some wild stuff. And I can't wait to get to all of that in the sports, not to mention some fans wilding out in the NBA. It's a very peculiar story. But before we do that, I say we get to right away the news portion of of our program here on the Josh Potter Show. Because today, folks, not only do we have uh, a definite uh, uh, murder, we also have an attempted uh, uh, murder. And boy, oh boy, the fir- the attempted murder, it has been done by someone that I know Fairly intimately, I would say. You see, a woman on OnlyFans, she decided to stab her boyfriend. Now, normally, this is kind of a run-of-the-mill story. We've already heard about Jeannie Exum doing something similar, arriving in court, and then eventually just nothing really happening from it. And Jeannie Exum's still on OnlyFans, providing us with content to this day. Uh, she's been on podcasts. Shout out to Glennie Balls, who does basically a uh, OnlyFans podcast. It's kind of interesting. It made me wonder, should we have some OnlyFans people on this podcast? But I have been. <laughs> just, there are porn, porn stars do OnlyFans, too. Nevertheless, this one woman, I have been following her, I think, since, you know, the dawn of her career. I don't even remember how I came across her initially. I think she followed me at one point, and then I followed her back, and her Instagram, it was all fitness modeling. You know, have you seen this racket, the fitness models? They're like, I'm doing my workouts, I wear my workout clothes, but you happen to watch me working out from the point of view where you can only really see, like, my camel toe. Or my ass. Things like that. You know what I'm saying? Workout videos where you're kind of like, I see what's going on here. This hot chick with huge cans is just working out. And this is like the way that she's getting subscribers or what have you. So that's how her OnlyFans started. I was curious because I'm like, this woman is gorgeous. Uh, Her name is Courtney Clenny, which I didn't know. I thought her name was Courtney Taylor. I mean, that's what she goes by on OnlyFans is Courtney Taylor. And I subscribed out of curiosity. You know how I do. I was like, oh, let's see what she's doing on the OnlyFans if she's doing these workout videos. Maybe there's a little bit more. Maybe if I tug at this yarn a little bit, we'll see what happens, you know? 
And I went on her OnlyFans, and it was very tame at first for the first couple of months to the point where I go, well, this isn't for me, and I unsubscribed. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when you unsubscribe from one of these accounts, they continue to DM you in order to get you to resubscribe. So they'll be like, oh, I got this uh, video up there. Maybe you want to come back kind of thing, right? And so she stayed in the DMs of my OnlyFans, and I noticed, I mean, obviously it's, she has somebody running her account, or you would think. Some some of these people, by the way, because I know that that's a, a common fallacy where they talk about how they have these agencies running their accounts. That is true. Don't get me wrong. But some women, they decide, you know what? I don't want the agency to do it. I'm going to do it myself. I don't want to give my passwords to some agency or what have you. So I don't know. I don't know which way or another she was doing it. If it's her or if it's not, I don't know how big her operation is. As time progressed, she started doing a little bit more. And you know what kind of bugged me about this woman? She would put things where it would say misleading uh, captions, if you will. She would provide a locked item, a video, a picture, something like that. And it would the caption would be something wildly salacious that had nothing to do with the actual thing. You, so you would think you were purchasing, you know, I'm going to put this entire cucumber up my pussy, like something like that. And then you go and you watch it and it's nothing like that. That is just an example. She used more flowery language, I'm sure. Nothing, you know, that's not a, a true example, but it's just I'm just giving you a Sort of a for instance, if you will. So I started going, hey, this is pretty bunk. I'm not a big fan of this little misdirect, this little misleading. So once again, I backed off uh, in terms of purchasing her wares. And then she comes out with a VIP account. And I go, oh, well, now I want to see what this one's all about. I don't know what the curiosity was with this woman. I think because she was just so hot and I was like, I could see her going down the path of eventually just doing from workout videos straight pornography. Do you know what I mean? I could see the writing on the wall. I could see it coming down the pipe. So I, I kept along. I kept seeing, you know, where this was progressing to. And eventually, indeed, yes, it turned into explicit pornography. She stopped trying to hide it. No more I'm a uh, fitness model. No more I'm a influencer doing brand deals. Nope. Straight, And I don't know what kind of downfall or upfall one would need in order to have that happen. Can we pull up a picture of this woman uh, while we're discussing? Courtney Clenny, a.k.a. Courtney Taylor. Let's get into what occurred in this Miami hotel. There she is right there. And again, I saw this girl. I thought she was from Texas or something. I, I don't I can't tell you how many years ago. It came up. There's the man she stabbed. And I've seen him in action as well, as a matter of fact. It looks like he's like a professional athlete in that picture. What is that picture above that you saw? Does it say? Well, we'll get into the article. But nevertheless, I've seen these two people. Fuck. Uh, Instagram and OnlyFans model Courtney Clenny was confronted Friday at a Miami hotel days after she stabbed her boyfriend to death. This man is dead. I've seen this man fucking. He is now dead. I don't know if I... I mean, I still have access to these once you purchase the videos on OnlyFans they are yours to have and to hold uh, so oh my lord so this is keep keep these up we'll get into I just want to get into the story before I start 
dissecting these videos uh, because I guess this is what they're referring to. She was confronted Friday at a, a Miami hotel days after she stabbed her boyfriend to death. The clash came as her attorney, Frank, uh, said the influencer was acting in self-defense when she, when she killed Christian. Uh, I'm never going to be able to do this name. Tobechuku Obumasali. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get labeled a racist for even attempting it. Uh, but it happened on April 3rd. And keep that date in mind because I want you to remember April 3rd. All right. Keep in mind April 3rd. Uh, so she did this in self-defense and may have been a victim of human trafficking. This is what her attorney is citing. In footage of the confrontation on Friday, Clenny and her father can be seen in the lobby of the Grand Beach Hotel in Miami when a guest off-camera demands they leave. Right now, you should go because you just killed your boyfriend. Well, I don't know if whoever said that is very wise. You should go. You just killed your boyfriend. I would suggest maybe staying until the authorities arrived, if I were that person. Uh, after Clenny responds inaudibly, the other person shoots back, yeah, you did. So she must have said, I didn't kill anybody. Uh, as she and her father walk toward the elevators, uh, Courtney turns around and says, he tried to, and then something inaudible. It's it's very difficult to convey what they were saying because of the fact that it goes, he tried to inaudible. He tried to what? Fuck you again? I don't know. You know, beat you, uh, hurt you. I don't know what human trafficking he was trying to do here. Like I said, I've seen this man inside you many a times. Uh, it seemed like you were... There was one video in particular <laughs> that I'll never... Now I'll never forget it because the man is dead. And it seemed like... And it was the last video that they posted. Because, again, April 3rd. Very important date to remember because I posted when I heard this story. Uh, KFC had done it on a one-minute man, and I posted... Uh, I sure hope she keeps the content coming. You know, some joke like that or whatever. Someone posted under it. They have agencies that do that. I'm sure she's banked up. I'll tell you what, friend, if that's the case, they haven't posted anything. That agency is really slacking. They have not posted since this incident once. The last video that I saw of these two together, they were doing, um, they were making it seem like they were doing this scandalous thing. They were fucking on a balcony of a hotel. And they're like, oh, Oh, my God. Like, who hasn't fucked on the balcony of a hotel? Even my lame ass has done that. You know? That's not so like, oh, oh. You know, they made it out to be like they were having sex in public where, like, anyone could catch them. Uh, turns out they were doing other wild shit. Other stabbings were happening. Uh, so as she and her father walked towards the elevators, the poster, however, uh, drowned out the model's retort replying, yeah, okay. Courtney, who has not been charged with the death, was hospitalized and evaluated for 72 hours under Florida's Baker's Act on Sunday after making suicidal threats while in police custody. I always wondered that, like, if you really did a crazy crime, would it be beneficial to one of to you to start going, I'm going to kill myself? Because then they put you in a hospital and not in a jail. I guess it's kind of half dozen of one... 12 of the other, right? I mean, what would you prefer, Kirsten, to go to a mental institution or a jail? I mean, I don't know. I think they still go to jail afterwards. It just gets it delayed, doesn't it? Well, yeah, you can get it delayed unless they know. go like, you're crazy, and then you stay in the mental institution. I'd probably pull it off just so I could at least get some of those grippy socks. I want some of them grippy socks. I want some, like, they give you, like, food and stuff, and then they give you maybe drugs. 
to be like sedated. I don't think that's happening in jail. I know they have some jail clothes though. You might you might change your mind after you see some of the jail clothes. Them Bob Barkers. By the way, I made a Bob Barker joke. Those shoes that people in jail have, the Bob Barkers. George Perez told me all about them. Not Bob Barker, the game show guy. The more you know. Uh, so anywho, she was in custody for 72 hours, blah, blah, blah. However, new content was added to her OnlyFans page the day after she was detained. April 4th. I have. I will pull it up and fucking verify what it was. Her attorney, Frank, uh, told Fox Digital Saturday... Uh, that the influencer and her father were staying at the hotel because she did not want to stay in her apartment where the fatal stabbing occurred and they must stay in Miami to cooperate with the police investigation of the incident. It is unfortunate that a member of the public knowing absolutely nothing about the circumstances and events surrounding the death of Mr. Obumzali would take the opportunity to harass Courtney's family during a time when they are trying to be supportive. Uh, they claim the attorney claimed that his firm investigated last week's fatal incident and that she's a victim of physical, emotional and mental abuse at the hands of this gentleman and said that the firm is also investigating whether she was a victim of human trafficking. That part is strange to me. I guess I have to get a better grasp of what human trafficking is unless, you know, this has become a catch all to use because I was under the impression human trafficking was like there's Asians in a barrel and then they put them on a boat and they take them across you know to Epstein's Island or whatever that's what I thought or like kidnapping a person or they say this is this is this is where I go like well is that really count like if I was a very wealthy man and there was a prostitute of age who I wanted her services but I wanted to do it you know in a different state evidently that would be human trafficking if i bought her a plane ticket and was like come on down for that's human trafficking too so i don't know maybe they again it becomes a catch-all maybe because they were filming only fans content and they were going oh we're in texas now we're in miami and you cross state lines to do that type of thing do they catch this gentleman on human trafficking it's very interesting to me. Uh, they say she acted in self-defense when she stabbed him. Uh, apparent, he suffered an apparent knife wound in the alleged violent altercation. Uh, and uh, harrowing TMZ footage from the night of the alleged attack showed the influencer clad in a black bra and white sweatpants along with her arms, chest, stomach, and forehead splattered with blood as she is interviewed by police on the balcony of her luxury high-rise in Miami, and I believe that is what we are seeing on the screen at the moment. And again, I have seen this high-rise. I have seen them fuck in this apartment. It's weird Watching two people fuck and then knowing one murdered the other. And now it's like, I I mean, that video, if only she could put it up. Uh, what's that word when they die, Kirsten? You know, posthumously. Posthumously. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's, that's out of my vocabulary. <laughs> After the guy dies. That's the word, you know. I bet they'd make a mint now. It's like the last one they made. Let me take a look real quick and see if, like, what day they filmed or at least posted that video on. I want to double check and see because they said they posted something 
the day after the altercation. Again, that could be the agency. That could just be some automated what have you. This lady, by the way, she used to be sending, you know, pay-per-view messages every day. Today, it is what, the 25th of April that we're recording this on, the day before it comes out on the 26th, and she has not posted since April 4th, her last one, and it wasn't even a message, it just said, your girl wants to play. So that, when it has no pay-per-view above it, you know is the, tr- the whatever, the farm, the agency farm, trying to get you lured in. You're not really talking to her. Back on, uh, before that, what day was this? April 3rd, she posted a video with another girl, which I thought was fun. That was a good video. Not sure when she taped that. The one where they uh, tape on the balcony, though, that was back on April. Or no, excuse me. That was back on March 30th, a mere four days before the murder. And the sex was very strange. You know, this man has been in her videos and, you know, sometimes, and this is coming to you as an expert, being <laughs> being a stunt dick, uh, usually you're not in it. He is a very, I mean, we saw this man. I mean, I think I thought he was a professional athlete. The first, I would, if I was him, I'd be like, I'll be in the video. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be all in the video. I don't care. Cause you know, he's a, he's a strong, good looking man who looks like he can deliver a fucking right. So he's in the whole thing. I mean, he's like, you know, you see him the whole time. Like, it's not like he's hiding his identity while he's being the stunt dick. Uh, But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of fluff and a lot of they're not really getting down to it necessarily, you know. And I wonder if that's what the fight was about, you know. You put a bad angle of my cock on. You know, I don't know what they could have gotten into a fight about, but it could have been that content. And it was so wild in it. They were like, oh, my God, we're going to get caught. And they ran inside and then turned off the video. But it was like maybe they did get caught and he got in trouble. I mean, I started having my my imagination wander. And maybe this is like where I go, Josh, maybe you have a problem with pornography because I started imagining the porn going longer. You know, the cops arrived because they were having sort of indecent exposure incident on the uh, balcony. Then he's in trouble because he's a black man and the cops are giving him an extra hard time. And he's like, God, I really didn't need this just for your stupid OnlyFans. I have to deal with the police now. And then she got all upset and stabbed him. I don't know. These are my where my mind wanders. I wonder what the altercation was about. Perhaps more facts will come out as time goes on. But it is very interesting and very strange for your boy over here. Uh, now, two OnlyFans people that I follow stabbing their boyfriends, <laughs> one of them to death, uh, and people that have been in their content. Dare I say, it makes it a little bit hotter. Like, I'm not unsubscribing to her anytime soon. I got to see when she makes her big triumphant return. You know it will happen. She's not, I mean, nothing indicates that she's going to go to jail. Self-defense, we'll see how it all plays out. But that next post, even if it's from jail, going to be a juicy one. Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by DoorDash. Have you ever just, uh, you know, gotten home from the grocery store and you're just looking your things and you're like, I forgot the shallots or whatever. I mean, it could be anything, any little item. I forget one, two things every time I'm in outer space constantly. The great thing about DoorDash is it's made grocery shopping particularly easy because if you forget something 
You can just do it again. You know what I mean? And it's all in a list there, so you can look at it and pull it. You would think I would do that before I left the grocery store, but this takes all of that out of the equation. Now it just shows up to my door, and I can put it in the fridge. How wonderful is that? And it's not just groceries with DoorDash. I'm sure you already know that there is a litany of restaurants that you can enjoy via DoorDash, whether it be your local favorite or it could very well be one of the chains that you are familiar with if you travel all over. I mean, I'm a a person who's doing the road all the time. There are some restaurants where I go, I want to have that one in this city because I know what it's like in this city, et cetera, et cetera. So it's nice. Boom. DoorDash is there to help me every single place that I go. They've got all the national brands that you could think of. Uh, They've got also... Just convenience items. You know, if I want, if I need razors, something like that from uh, the convenience store, they're helping out with that as well. All getting to li- delivered to you via DoorDash right now. And for a limited time, my listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code Josh. That's $25 or 25%, excuse me, 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Josh. Don't forget that's code Josh for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. We also have a murder here. This one comes to us from a Roach reporter, Ryan Dunlop, sending things over to Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. This one, definite murder. Oh, oh, murder. I thought that last one was an attempted murder. Had no idea the man died. Didn't even, I mean, I was just so saddened at her absence from the website. But in this case, a woman accused of fatally crashing her car into two cyclists and then driving away claimed her irritable bowel syndrome caused the crash. Arresting documents state. So this woman, she plowed in her car into a couple of people on a bike and then drove away. And she used the old, I had to take a shit. As an excuse. I mean, how many of us have done that when we got pulled over by a cop for speeding? They never, I've never at least, had a cop let me off because I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. They don't care. They're like, I guess you're going to shit your pants because I'm going to go write this ticket and you better slow down. This case, this woman ran her car into two cyclists and thought, I'm going to shit myself. They'd be like, oh, okay. The incident happened uh, in Washington City, Utah. According to police affidavit, the cyclists were brothers from California who were in Washington City competing in a race. An individual who saw the crash said two were riding just before noon when a Hyundai Genesis swerved into the bike lane and hit them. So what? I mean, you were you had to shit so bad that you're, you're swerving all around into the bike lane? It seems like she was aiming for them. And who could really blame her? These cyclists are kind of annoying. You see them in their... They're fucking spandex. They're all in their... They got their stupid aerodynamic helmets. Who hasn't wanted to swerve their car into a couple of those once in a while, right? Police made contact with the suspect. Her name is Julie Ann Budge, who told officers that she was taking multiple medications for several various medical issues, one of which was irritable bowel syndrome. The IBS has been causing her to defecate on herself without warning, she reportedly told police. Man... Could you imagine living in such a prison where you just shit on your... I know plenty of people with IBS and, uh, you know, they talk about that all the time. None of them have used it as an excuse for committing murder, however. 
According to the probable cause statement, she told the officers that she was driving from her home in Utah, uh, Hurricane Utah, which is a, a location, evidently. Uh, she began to uncontrollably defecate on herself while driving. So she was swerving, you know, as you do when you are uncontrollably defecating. Of course, you're not going to keep it at 10 and 2. You're going to be all over the road. It's going to get wishy-washy. Here's the thing. When police pulled her over, I would have hoped they would have noticed the uncontrollable amount of defecation. I would think they would pull up to the car and they'd be like, oh, my Lord, what happened in here? You know, when she ran over the bicyclist, did they shit into her car, too? I mean, like, what happened in here? You'd think they would know something was awry the second the window was cracked down, you know, as they pulled her over. So uh, she's swerving because she's shitting. She reportedly told police that she knew she hit the two individuals, but she couldn't. Get her car to stop. Oh, yeah, you ever have that happen? Oh, boy. Couldn't get the car to stop. So I went home. It's, it stopped in my driveway, a real miracle. Uh, so she had allegedly been admitted to the hospital the previous day and had been taking fentanyl through IV drip, she told police. <laughs> well, maybe lead with that one instead of the defecation, you know? At this time, I placed uh, Julie under arrest for suspicion of driving under the influence, according to the arresting officer's report. Uh, She was then transported to a hospital where a warrant was issued for a blood draw. The affidavit states that she had been convicted of a DUI back in 2015. She was arrested on suspicion of two counts of automobile homicide due to criminal negligence, both second-degree felonies, two counts of failure to remain at an accident involving death, both third-degree felonies, and two counts of DUI with serious bodily injury by negligent operation both third degree felonies she is also facing a class b misdemeanor charge of reckless driving and an infraction for improper lane travel nowhere does it say anything about a charge or a misdemeanor for copious amounts of shit being all over her body and in her car that would have been the first thing i I reported on officers didn't find one trace of feces in or around the woman. But yeah, I mean, next time, maybe just maybe just lead off with the fentanyl thing. That might have helped get things uh, moving there. You know what happens to me out on the road once in a while is uh, people like to bring up my fact that I can't ejaculate. You know, the Make Josh Come Tour was a phenomenon that took the country by storm until COVID uh, reaped his ugly head and then ruined all momentum. But I hey, there's still some of you out there who are trying, and I appreciate your service. But people always come up to me at shows and they say, hey, Josh, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Everyone has their two cents in the matter. You know, they want to ask me if uh, maybe I should give this a whirl or that a whirl. Well, someone sent this in, a Roach reporter, Sean, didn't give a last name, but he said, uh, in this case, electric penis shock is helping premature ejaculation. Now, that is a problem I wish I had. I hear about these people who come early, and boy, oh, boy. And you know what I also learned from some women? They take that as more of a compliment than they they do what happens with me, where I don't, because they get all sad. They're like, oh, I'm ugly or whatever, when I don't come because they don't think they can make me come or whatever. But the ones who, when you premature ejaculate, they think they're so hot that they just made this guy come uncontrollably early. Does that make sense, Kirsten? 
as a woman, what would you prefer? No, I get ex- I get exactly where you're coming from. I mean, because girls, the, it used to be like in the '90s, you'd make fun of like, "Oh, this guy two pump chump over here." But now I'm starting to think like girls like that. Yeah, because like in their mind, it's or in, yeah, in your mind, it's like, "Oh, I'm so good. He can't last," you know. Yes, and you that, know? But back in the day, they're all like, "Look, this fucking guy can't even handle me." <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's fucking the opposite is happening and it's annoying. Nevertheless, some men obviously want their sex to last longer. I'd love it to be shorter. Oh, my Lord. It was so funny at the 420 show. I'm not going to tell her joke, but Beth Stelling was on the show and she's one of the funniest comics. Uh, and she had a joke about how guys should come loud. And I, I went up. I was like, I'd love I, if I could come. Boy, oh, boy, you would hear it from the the i would bellow it from the heavens i would be uh, from a mountaintop the whole world would know if it made it happen but researchers believe they found a literally shocking cure for premature ejaculation in the form of one single zap doctors in lebanon well i don't know i mean i'm not a smart learned man but he, that's not a sentence where i go hmm all right those are top tier doctors. Doctors in Lebanon, I go right there. I go, well, not the not the doctors I would I'd look for, you know, but here I am. I'm about to be under the knife. Probably my doctor's Egyptian and uh, he lives here, though. So that's why I'm thinking maybe he's smart. But doctors in Lebanon were able to help one man last roughly seven times longer in bed after undergoing electric current therapy. So they shocked the man's pee pee. And he was lasting seven times longer. I feel like that's common sense. Like if you get electrocuted in any way, you're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not all with it. You know what I mean? It would take me a little longer to do just about anything after I got electrocuted. I would imagine coming would be up there as well. It doesn't also say what else happened to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he couldn't say the alphabet anymore, but uh Hey, the guy fucked for seven times longer than he did before, so success. Uh, The case study followed a 28-year-old man who reportedly climaxed after just 40 seconds of sex on almost every occasion. Man, if only. I God, that sounds fun. I'd love to just pound one out in 40 fucking seconds. Holy shit. God, 40 seconds. I mean, 40 seconds is just me going like, is this okay? Is it that? That's the first 40 seconds. After being in a relationship for over a year and attempting to pleasure his girlfriend at least two times a week, the man began to seek special medical help. Well, he's in a relationship. This girl can't care too much. He's been in a relationship with this chick for over a year, and he's been coming in 40 seconds. She's probably super thrilled with the efficiency of your sex, and now you're going and getting your dick zapped and ruining it? Premature ejaculation is often embarrassing, but unfortunately, common sexual dysfunction that impacts 4% to 39% of men and is believed to be underreported because people are so embarrassed. If you're a premature ejaculator, start waving your banner because I really feel like girls like it better than they like what's going on over here. Scientists believe that shock therapy of the dorsal penile nerve works to slow down the contraction of of the muscles to sustain sexual activity before ejaculation. That's, this is like one of those things where it's like, have you tried stomping on your dick before you fucking, before you fuck with it? It's like, duh, of course your dick's going to be like a little fucked up and take a little longer to come after you just zapped electricity into it. Run it over with a car too. And I bet you won't be able to come in 40 seconds either. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. Am I talking? Am I talking uh, tales out of school, Kirsten? Doesn't this make sense? Like, slam your dick in a door, and I bet you'll be and you won't be able to come. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, like, if someone was to electrocute my clit, I definitely wouldn't be like, "Hey, <laughs> we're gonna get off real soon here." What if it raised the sensitivity of clits, though? I don't. I don't. Mm, I can't see that happening. But if it did, I still don't think that it would be a method that I'm like. Yeah, we'll try that out. Yeah, you're just bought, you're just going up to outlets and just <laughs> grinding on them, trying to get that <laughs> get that extra little juice. Although the electric shock process is not fully understood, the therapy's success has doctors calling for more studies. Hey, he didn't come in forty seconds. It, he, they said seven times longer. So that would be let's here's let's uh, my favorite segment on the Josh Potter show. Josh does math. So seven times longer from 40 seconds would be about four and a half to five minutes, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Further, or three and a half to four minutes? Yeah, further down it says about four minutes. Four minutes. Is it worth it for four? No, I had sex for four minutes. That doesn't even seem like... I mean, that still seems like you're premature ejaculating. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? A healthy and satisfactory sex life can potentially offer a wide range of benefits, weight loss, lower pain levels, improved sleep, improving brain and heart functions, and leading to higher rates of happiness overall. This is what those doctors are uh, spouting off so that they can continue to shock penises. Pretty wild. I don't know that I'll be giving that a try anytime soon. Uh, for my sort of problem, I don't think it will have any effect on my, uh, well, what they call in the medical world, by the way, and you can look it up, retarded ejaculation. But let us get into the sports now because, oh boy, we have some real dunderheads over here. This is going to be fun. Let's get into it. Beep, 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 and before we get into perhaps a gentleman that we're going to be following quite a bit on this program, I think for maybe years to come, he might be that we might have to put him into the Hall of Fame with like Javon Belcher and some of the others on the Josh Potter show that come up uh, that are just, oh, just so such big pieces of shit that you're just like, oh, it's like art. But before we get into that gentleman, his name is Bob Sheridan. I think that my days as a baseball announcer still may come true. And you might be thinking, well, Josh, you can't very well see. So how are you going to announce a baseball game? They have monitors. And also I'm learning that seeing isn't something that many of the professional baseball announcers seem to be able to do anyways. And now the first one I want to play it's the Jared Walsh one, and I'm not sure who the announcer is for this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but um, it's a younger man, and I believe it's on s- Sunday Night Baseball. But either way, can we hear uh, what happens here? This blown call. Mike stays put, and it's fouled away. Check that. It's hit well to the other way, and it's gone. So there you have Walsh. you have Jared Walsh hit a two-run home run, and the announcer just saw it go, and he goes, ah, it's fouled away. I don't know if he was, like, looking at it and watching it down the foul line and missed it, which is very well possible, or it was one of those things where he just, like, heard it go off the bat, saw it fly to the side, and was like, ah, 
fouled away, and then he looks up and everyone's cheering, and he's like, ah, and it's gone. That's a tough thing as an announcer to try and uh, patch up. You know what I mean? You just made a clear mistake, and then you have to recover with what is an exciting play in the game, a two-run home run, for Christ's sake. And now you got to be like, and it's gone. You have to get excited now that it happened, which is so strange to me. And I always think it's fun to see this man. I think he did as graceful as a job as anyone could in his recovery of the incident. But when it comes to another announcer, this man has been missing things for years and it's becoming to the point where he is a legendary broadcaster and he's been in the game for so many years. And it's getting to the point though, where you go is employing this man Elder abuse at this point. And I'm talking about John Sterling, who is an announcer for the Yankees. And uh, we'll get into the Yankees fans in their most recent thing in just a moment. But here is an incident. And we had one last year where John Sterling missed a home run. If you recall back, I don't remember what episode it was, but we had an episode last year. And, and we blamed it on COVID. We're like, oh, poor John Sterling. You know, he's at a remote location doing it through Zoom, so he missed it. He's not at a remote location anymore. And uh, in this case, it wasn't a home run that he missed because he goes, oh, there it is, and it's caught. But it was a home run. Let's see what happens in this case. This Hicks. Here's the 1-0. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. At the wall, caught by Tapia. <laughs> Boy, I thought that was gone. So Stanton got close. He sent Tapia back to the wall to make the catch. And the Yankees come up just empty. That would have tied the game. So the Yankees get So that was a bit of a nice recovery. I mean, at this point, the man is just so old that he's just like, I'm old. That's what I would say if I was him. I'd be like, ah, you know, that's, that's why I think I could get a job still. Because I could just, if I fuck up, I go, ah, I'm blind partner, you know? I mean, that one was wild because he was like, it's gone, but caught. So, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough look. And then he goes, I thought that one was out of here. Yeah, we we heard you. We know that you thought that. I'm trying to find my, uh, here it is. So I can just be like, Votto coming to the plate. Joey Votto, by the way, having a tough season on the Cincinnati Reds. Not a good record for the Reds this season, but we got to keep it going with him. Castellanos moved on to the Phillies. And poor Votto all by himself out there. Votto coming to the plate. And uh, Votto 0 for 3 tonight. The Cincinnati Reds a real dumpster fire this season, partner. Oh, and there it is. A liner to left field. That one is out of here. They're like, Josh, he has not taken a swing yet. There's like a producer in my ear that's like, they're doing the hot dog race. It's getting bad. We need to... Can you just, you know what? You're fired. I wonder how far they'll let John Sterling go with uh, missing those. That is not the first time in a, I mean, he has had so many instances where it's getting to the point where it's like time to put him in a home or something like that. But John Sterling loves baseball. To give you an idea about how passionate John Sterling is about his program or about his job and about broadcasting games, the man is going to do it till he is literally put into the ground. He had a, and verify this, I'm sorry to make you Google this on the fly, but John Sterling apartment fire. His apartment was on fire, I believe, and he lost all his possessions and he went and called the game. 
Can we do a quick search on that just to verify that I'm not talking tales out of school? There it is. There's his building ablaze. And I think he was on the broadcast saying things like, I don't have a couch anymore, partner. You know, like he was on there trying to like almost like a GoFundMe. He's like uh, doing it in between innings. He's like, and the Yankees are up 4 nothing here at the bottom of the fourth. And if anyone has a couch for sale, uh, could you please let me know? I'm looking for to replace all of my furniture. But yeah, so that's how dedicated John Sterling is. He's a legend. He deserves to be there and i'm not calling for him to be to resign or anything like that let him make all the mistakes he can do it till he dies uh i just think you know it's at a certain point it gets to be elder abuse for some of these gentlemen where you got to be like stop making this guy come to the games but as i mentioned what else would he be doing now this next gentleman maybe i'm not calling for anyone to lose their jobs necessarily but Bob Sheridan, I think Bob Sheridan kind of just assumes no one's watching boxing at this point, especially the lower rungs of it. So he can just spout off and say whatever the hell he wants. And this happened a few weeks ago, and I've been just holding on to it ever so tightly for you. Uh, because, again, this hasn't been really making the rounds. Uh, I haven't really seen much of it. And, again, I'm not trying to get anybody canceled. I think this guy is going to end up being uh, just someone that we – Go listen to more tape of down the road. Let's just put it that way. It's because it is wild. Let's listen to it. Hmm. It kind of runs, como se dice, in Italiano. Uh, let's just say it runs Sicily. Okay. All right. You get the picture, Paulie, because you are a Greek. No, you are Italian. So pause it here real quick. No, that I could have So far, no problems with making fun of the greasy Italians. I have no problems with no qualms here. You know? feel like if there's one group that needs a little bit of give it to them you know all the italians are freaking out right now i can't wait for the comments you know in the 20s they used to when we came to ellis island they're gonna say all that shit but anyhow it gets worse (laughs) let's just put it that way but you know when we're off the air we talk like that all the time and my son uses and we're not supposed to use the n-word i know we can't use it on the air and I'm not supposed to say it outside our room, so I don't. It's disrespectful to a uh, horse of a different color, let's say. Larry Medina says he doesn't want to say anything about Morales' lady, but she's a sexy caramba. All right, well, that it takes a whole different turn. Because I don't even know... They're talking about, he's like, and you're a greasy Italian. And then he gets into, like, compare... I guess he's calling Italians the uh, N-word at home. That's what he's doing in, the, in his spare time. He's like, I was talking to my son, and evidently uh, you can't say uh, the uh, inner city blacks in public uh, anymore. And I, evidently I can't even say it outside my room. So I just say it a hell of a lot inside my room. That's essentially what he just said. He's like, I'm saying the N-word every day, just not saying it outside. And then he's like, you know, making it, it nobody... He's just yelling into a well. Nobody's watching this broadcast. It's almost, it's so special to me because then it makes you wonder, you know, everyone's all cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Just don't get an audience and you can say whatever the hell you want. This guy's over there. He's like, I wish I could still say the N word. I mean, that was the sentiment behind that. And he was like, I wish I could even say it about Italians. I wish I could call Italians the N word. Here, here I find out from my son. I can't say it at all. Wild world. 
It offends a horse of a different color. So evidently Bob Sheridan has a library of footage of him just saying wild shit. And uh, people on Twitter are trying to get him canceled and things like this gentleman. I say let him scream this nonsense. I mean, this is going to provide us with just hours upon hours of footage and laughs. Bob Sheridan might be the GOAT. That's that's what I'm saying. But elsewhere in the uh, sports world. Real quick, there's oh, yes. a there's a video under these comments too of where he's talking about a time that he like killed a bunch of people. Well, and they're like trying to stop him from talking, and he just keeps on. It seemed going. like that other guy was trying to stop him too. He was like, at speaking right, of his right. wife or whatever. But let's hear what. Yeah, let's hear Bob Sheridan putting his foot in his mouth yet again. This time involving a potential time that he might have, um, you know. Hook says you had, a, you had a movie situation happen to you. You almost got carjacked you, by drug smugglers. That's right. I did. That's how I got shot. But I killed eight of them that night in my vet. <laughs> they crashed their car. Yeah. Well, right. no, no. Here's what I did. I got the guy. Yeah, you know, Colonel. My buddy guys, they don't know. We can't even. Yeah, we yeah, shouldn't we be can. talking about it's this. You know what? Well, you know what? The, 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 short, the, the short story is you almost got carjacked. You survived. We're happy you're here. And uh, they, they, they ended up getting run off the road themselves. Yeah, and I killed eight of them that night, which I wanted to get that in. And Didi doesn't like that, so I got to yeah. stop talking about that. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, eight dead men. I mean, Bob Sheridan is the GOAT. He is every joke I've ever made in person form. I mean, he is literally, he's like, they're like, yeah, we can't talk about that. He's like, yeah, anyway, there's eight dead men at my hands. Oh, oh, murder. Oh, Dee Dee didn't like that one. Oh, Dee Dee, uh, yeah, anyhow, I murdered them. Guess what? The uh, inner city blacks. They were those, too. He just goes on further. They're like, all right, man, chill out. We're going to have to cut all of this. Yeah, he just looks right into the camera. Eight of them are dead, and I'm happy about it. <sighs> we'll have to keep our eyes peeled, Kirsten, for more... Uh, Bob Sheridan footage. I mean, the man is just a wealth of laughter and joy in my eyes. Uh, anyhow, going elsewhere in the uh, in the sports world, the NBA, something is strange is happening. And again, I'm a pedestrian follower. It is playoff time, so I'm following. I watch the games here and there. You know, I think they're exciting, especially in the playoffs. And it's exciting to have teams like the Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies and because those aren't the ones that I, as a pedestrian, fan would venture to guess are in the playoffs you know what i mean those teams like when i was a kid were garbage and uh you know now they have some fun players on them john morant is like one of the most fun basketball players i've ever seen in my limited history of it uh but evidently when it comes to the minnesota timberwolves they've been having a bunch of people protesting at their games. These women are just storming the court doing wild shit. This particular one right here, a woman attempted to glue her hand to the court during the Timberwolves and Clippers play-in game. This is back in the playoff round, and there she is gluing her hand to the court. This is almost very pornographic to me. I don't even know what uh I don't know who which player that is right there. Is it Carl Anthony Towns? I can't tell who it is standing there next to her, but they're like, "Uh hey miss, can you get up?" But it also looks very submissive. Let's see if this article uh, says anything about it. Back on April 16th, during game one of a playoff series, an animal rights activist chained herself to a basket stanchion. Do we have that one too? I don't know. But this glue one, 
there's all the glue on the court. Also, by the way, I wouldn't guess it's glue at first. I'd be like, what in the fuck is that? And if they're like, it's glue, I'm like, are we sure it's glue? This woman's not just bukkakiing the floor. You know, wiping uh, active semen terrorism is what I suspected, of, of course. At first, you know, my ears are always up and perked in that regard. So here I thought, as you can see on the floor next to these shoes here, this image on the screen, that looks like a act of semen terrorism inside the court. But evidently, these animal rights activists, and I'm going to try and find out why, April 16th, during Game 1 of the playoff series, an animal rights activist chained herself to the basket stanchion. The woman, wearing a t-shirt that read, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive, tried to lock herself to the hoop during a stoppage of play in the second quarter after throwing flyers on the floor. Direct action everywhere identified the woman as Zoe Rosenberg. Oh, my Lord. She looks like one that when Trump got elected, she was like, no! You know what I mean? Like that lady. Like when Trump got elected, it was like someone slayed her child in front of her. That's what this woman reminds me of. And there she is yelling stuff right now. He roasts animals. I don't know what, who are they talking about, Kirsten? Do you know who these people are? Glenn Taylor? Is that uh, owner of the Timberwolves or something? Uh, I think I remember seeing that. Oh, he's a former member? Oh, wait. One. Let me look it up real quick. Yes, yes. While you do that, I'll mention, because uh, it does mention the glue lady. Three days earlier, another woman from the organization, same organization, I'm, uh, and we saw her face. She was all down on her knees and was like, I'm glued to the court for daddy. Like, gluing your hand to the court, by the way, with that minimal amount of glue, you really, it's going to take not even, I mean, a child could have removed your hand from there. I mean... What was it Elmer's? I mean, what kind of glue are we talking here? And do they know, by the way, glue comes from horses? Isn't glue, like, from a horse? I hope it was vegan glue, in which case it probably wasn't as effective anyways either. So this woman tried to glue uh, her wrist to the court during the second quarter of the Timberwolves' home game against the Clippers. The woman identified as activist Alicia Santurio was quickly escorted off the court as the glue was not strong enough to hinder her removal. Oh, no kidding is probably vegan glue and then here she is trying to use it as a adhesive but then the coup de gras occurred when one of these women dressed up as an official wearing the same uniform that the referees wear and the nba by the way has some female officials as does the nfl and i do believe uh we're getting some in the nhl as well so we have the glue we have the woman chained do we have the video of the woman running onto the court? Because I don't know. I mean, it, and it must have been. They're on high alert, by the way, at the Timberwolves games after glue incident, after the chaining of the of the woman to the stanchion. That one has more of an effect. That woman looked like, A, she was a little tough to remove with just one guy, if you catch my drift, and B, she had the chains. The glue, that woman, it was like, just stand up, lady. What are you doing? And she put the glue on the court. Now the, these poor kids with the mops have to come out and scrub it so that the, the guy's shoes don't get all squeaked up on there. But anyway, they're on high alert, obviously. So as it happens, this woman, evidently she blew a whistle. No one listened to it. And uh, then she ran out onto the court, and look what happens. If you What's going on here? This, oh, wow. Somebody's run out of the floor. 
Beverly goes into the front row. <laughs> oh my God, and then they just ragged all this shit out of it. Because that's Protester 101 right there, folks. When you are, uh, if you are a streaker, if you are a person storming the court of any way, and you get tackled, you have to go limp. It's just like anybody who has a child knows when the child doesn't want to go to their room or doesn't want to go in the car, what do they do? They go the whole, like, they get limp, and then it's impossible to move them. That's the, that's the tactic that that woman took place. I recommended for all streakers and things of that nature. Uh, but, yes, this woman stormed the court, and she was tackled so promptly. That man on high alert. I mean, what a guy you want to have over there. He t- tackled her real good. And there must be something satisfying being... Uh, you know, because obviously I don't advocate violence against women. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to, I never, ever would advocate for such a thing. But in a time like that, where you're just, it's warranted, it must feel fun. That's all I'm saying. Like that guy got to spear a lady. <laughs> I mean, he was probably not like pleased that he had to do that. But boy, oh boy, he must have gone like that was easy. I mean, that woman, she looks like the same woman as the glue lady. But obviously, they're from the same organization, so probably a bit of cloning happening in there in some capacity in terms of uh, people appropriating each other's identity. What did, what did you learn about the... Uh... Yeah, so Glenn Taylor, he's actually a longtime majority owner of the Timberwolves, but yes. he's also, um, he is a director of Rembrandt, Rembrandt, which is like a large egg producing company in Iowa. And what happened is there was a big outburst of like bird flu and stuff, and so... They had to kill like a bunch of hens um, at this facility on March 17th. And the way of doing that was by smothering them with like firefighting foam and piping carbon dioxide into the barn. So I'm guessing that's what they're meaning about like (laughs) frying them alive. These aren't real, these hens. I mean, think about this. We eat so many eggs as a country. I think about this often and I don't know anything to back this up. This is not fact coming out of my mouth. None of this ever is. So when people think it is, by the way, that's even more alarming. But my theory, and maybe you can help me out with this, Kirsten, these chickens, there's so many eggs we produce. How many chicken wings do we eat just on the Super Bowl alone? There's no way we could actually make chickens fuck to make that many chickens. So they're made in like a tube. These aren't, they're barely sentient beings to me. They're just all sitting in a coop shitting on each other. They have no quality of life. They're in a dark coop just all in bird shit walking around stepping on each other until they're fat enough to get eaten or their eggs get all whatever so it is wild that they go like how can we kill instead of just going in there and like i don't know i also think that when it comes to bird flu like i don't think that there's much like rehabilitating that bird back to like health like i think that's kind of the end of the rope i I do believe that was the whole when bird flu before COVID, obviously bird flu was was like a big thing for a while. Remember? And he would always go like, Oh, if you're going on a walk or something and you see a dead bird. Ooh. Yeah. So they're probably going to die anyway, but it is strange that they did some fucking like Dr. Robotnik, like sort of like way to kill them. (laughs) They were like, let's figure out this really fucked up way to murder all the birds. And again, I don't know anything about the humanity of it all. It could have very well been uh, humane at the end of the day. Uh, apparently not if these people are gluing themselves to the court but uh, i mean i I don't know what are you fixing with that uh not much 
not much. I guess it is raising awareness, though. We uh, learned about the incident today on this very program, the Josh Potter Show. And uh, I do appreciate y'all joining us once again. And I want to let you know one more time, if you're going to be in the Indianapolis area, May 19th, we are going to have one hell of a time at Helium Comedy Club. It is going to be a show for the ages. I don't know what it is. There's certain cities where I feel like I just identify with the folk uh, being from Buffalo and having my city be the way that it is. There's certain cities I go to where I'm like, that's going to be a good one. And the same thing goes for Philly. That's happening on June 2nd. Uh, and both of those tickets are for sale. Or both of those shows tickets are for sale as we speak at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram at J underscore Potter on Twitter. You can find links to all those things there. Uh, also, the Twitch is back. Twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. It's sporadically happening as I'm going to be in recovery from this surgery. And I did want to mention the Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash The Josh Potter Show. That link in the description as well. Get subscribed there. I'm going to attempt to do a live stream for the draft if I can get it all going. Uh, but if not, I'll just do that on Twitch. So either way, just thank you for consuming anything and everything that you do consume. And I appreciate you a great deal. You have no idea. Thank you so much to all the roaches who have come out to the shows. Anybody who's bought a ticket or watched this program, subscribe to this program. I love you more than anything. Please say hello to me when you see me and uh, we'll drink a beer and smoke a J. But I I got to say, can't be more appreciative of you. Uh than I am in this moment, and I, ho- I it'll only grow, obviously, as I see more of you down the road. But thank you again for joining us this week, and we will see you next Tuesday on The Josh Potter Show. <laughs>